Support for today's episode comes from Bee Bird Watcher Spiritual Stones. It's the thoughtful gifts that make this holiday season so special. That's why Bee Bird Watcher Spiritual Stones works year-round, searching and bringing in incredible gemstones from around the world to make their jewelry unique. As a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 20% off your purchase starting today through December 3rd, 2017 by using the code Boonie. That's right, 20% off. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on thebooniebreakdown.com. Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie and you're listening to episode 39 of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever going to break it down. This week, my guest is Carolyn Pierre Outlaw, the creator of the new web series, Rhonda Mitchell, MD. And I got to tell you guys, I binged the whole series. It doesn't take much time. And I recommend that you guys check it out, too. And maybe you will be more enticed to do so after you listen to the interview that I did with Carolyn. Uh, we have a conversation about how she started the web series and her inspiration behind the show. So stick around for that. And so now it's time for Boonie's Pick of the Week. I had already recorded something and I'm sitting here watching the Soul Train Awards and I decided, you know what, bump that Boonie's Pick of the Week. <laughs> Coming back and redoing it and picking the Soul Train Awards R&B Cypher of 2017. Now, I got to be honest, I think Entertainment Tonight had a clip of my girl Fantasia. I love me some Fantasia. They put a clip, like a 30-second clip of her part from the cypher. And when she said, let's get ready to take it to church and hit that Fantasia soul run, man, listen, Molly Music killed it. Bilal, love him. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter say he looks like a troll. But, you know, whatever. The boy can sing. He can sing his ass off. And then Faith Evans just came out there and was like the icing on the cake. And shout out to Robert Glasper because he doesn't sing per se, but he's dope. If you haven't listened to his albums, you should check those out. I'm sure by the time I put this up, it will be a link to the Soul Cipher. And if there is one, I will share it in the notes. But God damn that girl. I, I love me some Fantasia. Mally music sounded bomb too. So that, that's why Jennifer Hudson was stepping out on punk for him. Oh, all right, Jennifer. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Erica Badu does a good job with those all the time. Even though I don't personally find her funny as the host of the show. But the Soul Cipher was a dope addition for her hosting the show. So, again, check it out. And Faith look good. She's still, she aging real well, though. So that's pick of the week this week. All right, time for some housekeeping and serious question for you guys. Um, I am debating keeping SoundCloud as an option for you guys to listen to the podcast. So if you listen on SoundCloud and that is your preferred method of listening to the Boonie Breakdown, then you need to tweet me, Instagram me, email me at thebooniebreakdown at gmail.com and save SoundCloud because I am debating if it is worth it for me to be on that platform still. Um, yeah. So if that is what you listen to, fight for SoundCloud. <laughs> Also, you can now find the Boonie Breakdown on Stitcher. I know a few people have been requesting that, so I've completed that task for you. And like I said, I'm really, really trying my hardest to um, get familiar with how the podcast looks on other podcast apps besides Apple Podcasts because that is where I choose to listen. So you can find us on CastBox, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, 
uh, Google Play, SoundCloud for the time being, <laughs> maybe, and Apple Podcasts. So, yeah, just let me know. But for real, if you do listen on SoundCloud, I really would like to know your feedback on that. Um, I know many of you still listen on the booniebreakdown.com, the website, which is fine. So no pressure. You can keep and always continue to listen to it on the website. And speaking of the booniebreakdown.com, last week um, we released the Boonies Black Friday shopping guide. And it wasn't just for Black Friday. Today is Cyber Monday. And so it just really highlights 25 great Black-owned small businesses that you can support this holiday season in your quest to buy black and to circulate some coins within the black community. Uh, So check it out. A few of them have coupon codes available for you um, as well. I think some of them still go a little into this week. Some might might end today on Cyber Monday. And also tomorrow is Tuesday, November, what, 28th is uh, Giving Tuesday. And so don't forget to support a smaller nonprofit. I know one that I will be supporting is Mikey's Miracle Foundation. Um, If you are looking to support one, I highly recommend that one. If you follow me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, uh, which I really hope so at this point, right? (laughs) But I will tweet out and in the show notes, I will put out the information from Mikey's Miracle Foundation. It is a 501c3 nonprofit and it's dedicated to providing support services for cancer, cancer patients and their families. And I know far too many of us who've been affected Um, or had a family member affected by cancer. And it's a lot to care for them and to do things for them. So uh, Mikey's Miracle Foundation does great work. So if you're looking to support them, it's MikeyMiracleFoundation.org. And that's M-I-K-E-Y-S, MiracleFoundation.org. So again, I'll have some links for Giving Tuesday if you would like to support another black organization so yes for spending and donating the coin um in the black community so last housekeeping stuff facebook and instagram you can follow us the boonie breakdown twitter we're just the boonie breakdown and um be sure to subscribe to the newsletter on the booniebreakdown.com. I'm going to do more of an effort to bring that back in 2018. <laughs> I promise. I promise. It's just so many moving pieces and it's a lot, but that's it for me guys. So let's get ready to break it down. guys welcome to this episode of the boonie breakdown podcast uh, my guest with me this week is carolyn pierre outlaw she is the creator of the Rhonda mitchell md web series so welcome to the podcast carolyn well thank you thank you adrian for having me i'm so excited i um can't wait to get into talking about the series because i actually binged the whole thing did you really i did i watched it yesterday so um good stuff so i can't wait to talk about it awesome okay great great before we get into that can you just give us a little bit about yourself and i know that you are a medical professional and so how did you go from that profession to creating a web series Sure. So, um, yes, I am a medical professional. I'm not a doctor. I'm a physician assistant. I've been a physician assistant um, for the past 11 years. And um, 
it's great. I love it. But um, I've always been like more on the creative side. Um, and so, you know, I used to write poetry and write songs. And I was even, you know, in a in like a R&B group when I was in my early 20s. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, ended up going back to school and getting my master's in physician assistant studies. But I still have this creative kind of energy within me that I had to get out. So, um, I, I've always liked film, you know, um, and I was always one of those people who would be like, you know, what would make a good movie or, you know, what would make a good TV show, <laughs> this, this, or this. Right. And, you know, I just never followed through with it because I'm like, who am I to, you know, I, I have no idea, you know, how to write a screenplay or anything. So, um, fast forward, um, from 2006 to about 2011, okay? Um, so I'm working, working uh, as a PA. I, work in, I worked in Harlem, and I decide that I'm going to take a, a film production class. Actually, it was studio yeah. production. Mm-hmm. There is a studio production class being offered at um, the local um, cable network, um, BronxNet. Okay, so can you tell us what classes you took? Um, I'm sure maybe someone out there might be inspired to look to find if they can find some free classes. So they had classes at Lehman College. I started taking um, studio production and ended up going on and taking film production and uh, and um, directing like uh, workshops and um, editing workshops and so my mentor who I met through that program, who, who actually taught the directing class, um, he knew like, I, I like to write and he, he, um, you know, he'd read some of my, um, writing samples. He's like, you know, yeah, this isn't bad, you know, you should, you should really, you know, um, you know, try to pursue this. And I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, what happened was, um, read a whole bunch of screenwriting books, you know, and took all the webinar- webinars that I could, workshops that I could. And um, he encouraged me. He, he was like, you know what? We have a saying in the industry, you know, um, write what you know. And, you know, I have this, this, um, this couple that I met, James and Vanessa McKnight, um, and their producers. And James happens to also be a psychiatrist. And at the time, they had a um, film production company and he's like, I met this couple and, you know, there is um, a medical clinic uh, where we can shoot and, you know, you're in medicine, write something about medicine. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so, so, um, so that's what I did. And that's how Rhonda Mitchell was actually born. And um, it was conceived at that time. This is about 2011, 2012. That's kind of dope. So that's how the the idea was formed. So after you decided this is what Rhonda Mitchell, this web series is going to be, what was like the first step you took? Did you write a script or like, what did you do? Um, Yeah. So I wrote um, a 30 minute episode. Originally I wrote it thinking, you know, I wrote it for TV with TV in mind. So the episodes were um, for that 30 minute format. And, um, um, brought it to the McKnight's. The McKnight's loved it. They were like, okay, write more and we'll produce them. And I'm like, okay, everything was moving just like wow. so fast. And then, um, so wrote two more episodes and, um, 
they ended up saying, look, you know, I think we can produce this ourselves and put it up on the web, you know? And I'm like, really? Okay. You know, um, so, you know, that's what we did. So we ended up taking the episodes and breaking them up and coming up with, um, six episodes, which is what you see now on the YouTube channel. So, um, that's yeah. basically, that's my journey. And then last year I actually enrolled in, um, MFA writing screenwriting program in 2015 and, um, in March, 2015. And in March, 2016, last year, I graduated with my MFA in creative writing too. Oh, snap. Congratulations on that. So oh, congratulations. thank you. Thank you. So that is how Rhonda came about. And that's my journey so far. So I have to circle back and ask because you said you were in an R&B group. <laughs> what was the name of your no. group? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so we, we were, well, we went through a few names. Um, okay. So I think first we were um, Mix and uh, Mix, M-Y-X-X. And then um, the last name we had was um, Exclusive. <laughs> you know, and I still speak to some of the um ladies, some of my um my former group mates. We still speak um from time to time. So it's really nice. Everyone's gone on and, and done different things, excuse me, different things now, but that was a great experience, you know. That was just you know, that was really that was fun. And yeah, I'm like, that's so cool because you just casually said it like, oh, I was in this R&B group. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were we were trying to um, bring something different. We were like kind of like, I guess you could call it was like Fifth Harmony, Fifth Harmony before Fifth Harmony. Like um, okay. the only group that was out there that was really big on the harmony thing at the time that we were out was in Vogue. And so um, we were younger. We had um, a diverse group. It was five of us. There were five of us. And we were all from different backgrounds. We were all, there was, um, there was myself who came from a um, Caribbean background. There was um, um, biracial um, uh, woman in the group with us. There was um, uh, Latina, there was Caucasian, you know, I think, I don't think we had an Asian girl in the group with us, but <laughs> we were all like diverse and from different backgrounds. And it was awesome. It was great. Um, I mean, we didn't achieve success. But it was one of those things where, you know what, it's life experience and, yeah. um, you know, it's fun. I'm glad I had the chance to, to try it. And, um, you know, cause I'm one of those people, I'm like, life is short. If you have a dream, if you have a passion, go, yeah, for, go it. for it. It's not, it's not going to always work out, but it may lead you down a path that you never envisioned yourself on just by you trying this, you know? And so, you know, that's kind of that's been my mantra. That's how I live my life, you know? So it's, it's, it gives me, you know, great, you know, I have stories for another series, you know, that's just something yeah. you know, that I can incorporate into my writing, you know? And cause, and that's what I was going to ask you next is like, you, you kind of showed the journey of how you got the series started, but what would you say is like the most difficult part of putting together a web series? Like, because you obviously had to learn how to do screenwriting, you said, and then you had to cast it and then you're shooting it and you have to produce it. So right. what would you say is like the most difficult part for you in this transition? Um, okay. I have to, I, I think I have to break that down 
into actual pre-production, production, and post-production maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because they each had different challenges. So um, I guess the, if I had to say pick one thing, um, wow. Uh, I guess the most difficult aspect of a web series, I mean, for most people, the hardest thing is finding the financing, right? But we were we were blessed in that regard, where we have we have great executive producers that were willing. They believed in this project. Um, you know, they wanted to see this. You know, African American doctor. Um, you know, in this clinic that was started by a granddad. It was just a great story. So they, you know, they they believed in it, and so um, we were fortunate in that regard. But the toughest thing is if you're doing a web series is finding the is telling your story in that short amount of time um because i think after watching the six episodes i had like some more questions right. so just for people because you guys obviously haven't watched it yet but you will and so Please it kind of focuses it. on <laughs> <laughs> It focuses on this one doctor and uh, she was fired from her previous medical practice and she returned home to like work in her dad's um, clinic in Harlem. (laughs) So that's kind of like the setup, but I had like more questions because like after I watched it, I like, you know, web series, they have to be short episodes, but it was like, okay, well, what happened right. at her old job? Right. And- <laughs> right, right, yeah, it was really, and you know, when we, the thing was, like I said, I had started out, we had three 30-minute episodes um, written, and it turned out we only had four, we had, we had access to the clinic for four Sundays, and so okay. um, that, that pretty much limited us as to, you know, well, how are we going to try to shoot all of this in this time? And it came up like the, the the availability of the clinic came up on us so fast. Like we had no idea. And James is like, oh, hey, they're, they're going to be available the end of October to, you know, the middle of October. So let's do this. And we're like, what? Okay. Um, so <laughs> I had to like try to rearrange everything I had written and try to come up with as much make the story as succinct as possible, but also try to fill it with um, as much detail so you kind of have an idea of who um, the characters are. And hopefully, you know, for next season, we'll have, we're hoping for a little bit more budget and uh, <laughs> a little bit more budget. And and ho- hopefully we won't be as on, as on a, 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 as much of a, we won't have as much of a tight schedule as we did this um, first season. Um, gotcha. So we'll be able to expand a lot more. Um, I'd love to bring her out into Harlem a lot more, which was my vision for, you know, the first season was to kind of see her interacting in her old neighborhood. Because remember, this is a girl, you know, she she grew up there, so she knows a lot of the people and the patients that are there at her dad's clinic. And it's very different when you're practicing medicine and living in the same community. And that was my story, because it's like, well, I was practicing in Harlem <laughs> and... Um, I lived in the Bronx, but I was always like out in Harlem hanging out and I would see you on, on occasion, I'd see my patients, you know, patients. Uh, you know, <laughs> at the bar and I'm like, Oh, you know, it's like, you're weird. It's like you're drinking yeah. with your, you know, your provider, like your, <laughs> your doctor's at the bar, your PA's at the bar and, you know, um, but now I work in the Bronx, um, and, um, 
you know, uh, it's the same thing. I live in the Bronx. I work in the Bronx. I walk to work. So I'm in the community, you know, You're in it. Yeah. So I'm seeing these people around. So I know when they're lying to me and telling me, you know, they're not going to McDonald's and I'm walking by and I see them going to McDonald's. I'm like, oh, OK, well, I'm going <laughs> to talk to you about that next uh, next appointment. Well, I think it was successful yeah. because you had the little quips where, you know, it was the the one guy who with the insurance right. card right. issues. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you tried to show some of the flavor right. of not only the the people working in the clinic, but the people who actually attend right. the clinic in the waiting Absolutely. room. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there are a lot of. I mean, I've got I've got some crazy stories. Um, I could only imagine. Yeah, I, I've got some crazy <laughs> stories. I don't want to give anything away because I, I mean, they're all in my head. I know. I want people to go and watch I'm like, it. Yeah, I'm going to just put that in the series, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, too, like you mentioned it. But I think with the main character, Rhonda, you did show the balance between her work life and then her going out, like you said, to the bar, which ended up, I think, was my favorite episode of the series, episode five. Um, (laughs) And when she did like the morning after kind of Mm -hmm. (laughs) situation Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. the bar. Mm -hmm. So I think that was my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's one of those situations that everyone has kind of been in. So it was like, uh, it was more of a more robust laugh for me because I was like cracking up at it. Like, oh my God. You could relate to that, right? I think, um, and I think that's something (laughs) that um, I tried to not only relate to people that, you know, of course, um, professional women, you know, you have your issues in the workplace and trying to balance that and, And, you know, and just life in general. And here's this, you know, young doctor who, you know, she's back at home. She, you know, runs into an ex who, you know, she had this kind of, it didn't end so well. And, but, you know, we all have those moments, right, where you have that momentary lapse in judgment. And, and, um, you know, she she does something that she ends up regretting. But I mean, I wanted yeah. also to the series to re, you know, I wanted my uh, fellow healthcare professionals to relate to it too, because um, that's one thing that I have in my favor going for me is that a lot of these, you know, these medical shows that people love so much, they're great, but they have consultants on that are kind of helping them write that, you know, that kind of side to it, um, and that a patient interaction. And, um, you know, this is coming from me. So this is, this is what I've done for the past 11 <laughs> years. So it, it has this yeah. authenticity to it. So the people that are watching it, that are nurses and the other, the other providers, doctors, nurse practitioners that have watched it, and they're like, oh my God, this is like, so my life, you know? And so that was great to kind of um, expose that and let people know, like, look, you know, we have our challenges too. You know, we're here to take care of others. And of course, I love what I do. But at the same time, it's frustrating when you have a patient who, you know, you know, you kind of see that they're going down this road. And like, I can, I have the foreshadowing in my head, like, you know, you're a diabetic, you won't stop smoking, you've got (laughs) high cholesterol, I can kind of see you needing an amputation in the future because you know your oh, wow. ankle brachial index is really bad. You know, like your your circulation is messed yeah. up. You know, and you don't see it, but I see it. And so there there comes that frustration on my end where it's like, 
you know, how do I get that message across? And so Rhonda, writing Rhonda was actually pretty therapeutic for me too, because it was like, if I could, this is what I, this this is is what what I would do. do. This is what I do. I <laughs> yeah. literally stalk my patients and follow them and threaten them and do whatever it is. You know, yeah. What was it? The lady with right, the piece of chocolate, right, right? Exactly, and it's completely something that you wouldn't see in 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 any normal functioning clinic. But that was kind of like that was like my inner me coming out through Rhonda, and so it's just me having you know fun. Um, you know, it's a I'm having fun with it, but at the same time, it's a it's a you know it's a serious issue for me, and. Um, you know, like I said, I wanted to make this series. I wanted, of course, to entertain, but I also wanted to, you know, shine that light on, you know, healthcare issues in, in our community and, you know, the importance yeah. of taking care of yourself and, and um, you know, um, listening to your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, just overall with the climate, the political climate, like healthcare is just a big topic for everyone. And, everyone's so anxious right. about it and uh oh yeah i just think you know i I liked the approach because i don't think i've ever really personally gone to a family-owned clinic but i liked that it was that small piece of the generational um black-owned family clinic that's right. in the neighborhood and trying to help out people who can't otherwise right. afford help. right care, right so. yeah that's that's a that's a real issue that's that is um when you deal with when you're managing patients, that's something to consider always is their economic status, because it's really easy for me to say, you know, you need to eat more um, fruits and vegetables and this, but if they're living in a food desert and they don't have access to, <laughs> you know, fruits and vegetables. It's easier to exactly. walk to the McDonald's. <laughs> I see it. I see it. I see it. And that's why, you know, living here, you know, I, I, I understand where they're coming from. You come to see me and you want to deal with your physical health and that's great, but you know, a lot of issues that you think are rooted in a physical cause are really coming from an emotional issue. So, you know, I see a patient, they're telling me, oh, I'm having trouble sleeping, I'm losing weight. The first thing I ask them is, are you depressed? You know, what's going on? You know, um, you know, what's going on in your life? What's up with school? Or, you know, what's up at home? Because, you know, depression, one of the, a few of the symptoms are, you know, inability to sleep, you know, loss of appetite, mm-hmm. you know, so you're seeing these things. I'm like, your body's t- trying to tell you something. You got to deal with your most emotional health too. Um, yeah. And I've, I've definitely been honest and open on the podcast about, you know, I definitely go to a therapist. So, so do I girl. So do you know, I. It's, <laughs> yes, I'm like, you know, I just wish, and I think, I, I think it was episode 15. I actually had a, you know, a mental health care professional come on and, I just think, men, you know, therapy and mental health care just gets such a bad stigma, especially in right. the Black community. And it's, like you said, it's nothing wrong with going to see a therapist. I love it because, you know, my therapist is really good with giving me homework to work through things. So it's not just, you know, this repetitive cycle that I right. can't break. But she tries to get down to like, why is this happening? Right. Why are you doing this? <laughs> why yeah. is this irritating you? Why do I keep hearing yeah. about this person? So I, I love therapy and I exactly. advocate it as I, much I, as I can. Certainly. And, uh, you know, especially uh, in here in the Bronx, this population, you know, I always say um, patients in, in, in urban communities, you know, there's so much that we're dealing with. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these kids had 
PTSD just from imagine, oh, you know, yeah. hearing gunshots, you know, in your neighborhood mm-hmm. and going to school and seeing, you know, um, fight after fights, you know, every day and, but, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with, you know, everything that, you know, they're dealing with, it's just so much and to deal with it from such a, a young so age. Much. So I'm like, you know, um, definitely it's important that we check in and, uh, you know, parents check in on their kids and, you know, um, just, you know, just see if they're doing okay. Ask them. Don't be afraid to ask the question, you know. And I, I, I mentor mm. young girls in Baltimore mm. and I we had our, a session like pretty much all day yesterday. And I am just, I always say I'm so thankful that I didn't grow up in this age with so oh, much yeah. technology because I feel mm-hmm. like they have access to so mm-hmm. much stuff and they're not mentally prepared or equipped to right. deal with so much. Yeah. And it leaves them in this it, or makes things that are already confusing in this time. You're adolescent, mm-hmm. you're growing up and it's added in all of these extra pressures and things that they don't it's know how to deal with. overload for sure. It's it really is. And you can't stop it when they have a thousand dollar Right. you know right. a computer in their pocket and they can a- right. access anything they right. want exactly <laughs> so it's, and it's and, and, and they don't always know which you know which sites are reputable and which sites you know aren't and so there's a lot of misinformation out there too so oh, google <laughs> I guess we can't even blame it on the I, teens because I mean, <laughs> what is it? Fake news is everywhere yeah, now. It's so crazy. <laughs> All right, guys, are you ready and shopping for the holidays now? It's the thoughtful gifts that make this holiday season so special. And that's why Bead Bird Watcher Spiritual Stones works year round, searching and bringing in incredible gemstones from around the world to make their jewelry unique. Any piece from the collection will make a great stocking stuffer, perfect for all personalities on your list. For the busy, overworked friend, add the Tranquility Stone, white highlight under the tree. And for the traveler who wanderlust, Tiger's Eye is the perfect choice and will add a little enthusiasm along their journey. And for mom, you can't forget mom, the deeply feminine energies of Moonstone will radiate love from the time she pops open the box. I'm telling you guys, you'll love these pieces and you'll discover more than a few of your favorite finds here. And we'll hope they'll soon be favorites of yours too. They're already a favorite of mine. And to get you started, I have a code for you for all of my Boonie Breakdown listeners. That's right, a code. Use the code Boonie to receive 20% off your purchase starting today, right now. Click the link in the show notes. The offer is good until December 3rd, 2017. You don't want to miss this opportunity to scratch someone off your holiday shopping list. You know, I had a patient. It was so hilarious. So he comes into me one day. So he comes to see me one day. And um, he's like, Miss, I love my patients so much. He's like, Miss. You know, uh, I've been, I've been, um, you know, I've been having stomach pains for the past three days and I just came from, um, I just came from the beach and, um, oh no, he said he came from the the lake. He had, uh, he had, he was uh, (laughs) around the lake and he was having like stomach pains and stuff. He's like, you think I could have swallowed a parasite or something? And I'm like, like. Are you Googling again? Are you Googling again? You know, or um, the one that thought he had the brain amoeba. That's <laughs> like another patient that came. Oh, I've had a headache for two days. You think it could be a brain am- amoeba? And I'm like, where are you getting this from? You know, but that's hilarious. 
Well, you know, I'm guilty of doing the Google and I've tried to stop myself so much because everything on WebMD exactly. leads to cancer or AIDS. And I'm like, do no. Not. Okay, listen, everyone who's listening now, do not Google your symptoms, okay? Because it will drive you crazy. You need a medical professional to really decipher and break down what is happening to you. Do not Google. <laughs> Repeat, do not Google your symptoms do not it is so <laughs> crazy how I get so worked up and so I'm so proud of myself because like the last couple things you know I haven't I'm like all right let me just let me just go to the doctor and it's usually nothing and I laugh because the one time it was something really serious last year I had to have an emergency oh. appendectomy but I went oh. I didn't google it <laughs> So the one thing that was serious where I'm like, anything else, like, oh, the top of my foot hurts. Like, oh, my God, I have, you know. Right. But the one time it was super serious, I'm like, nope, didn't pick up the phone. And it's like, all right, surgery time. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, don't. So, yeah. Okay. Curses to yeah, WebMD. No, no, no. No Google search for that. No. <laughs> I, w- I wonder how, like, I know they, they get a ton of they traffic. Do. Like, they really do. They really do. They have to. Which yeah, so insane. Yeah. But yeah. back to the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so with the success of Issa Rae and, and you know, she got her start yeah. with Awkward Black Girl, which was a YouTube series and, you know, other Black creatives out there who, you know, all launched from some type of web platform. What is your like ultimate goal for Rhonda Mitchell? My ultimate MD? goal for Rhonda. Like your ultimate, like if if Oprah came and was like, you know, Oprah okay. is a genie, you know. So she came and was like, I'll grant you one Oprah, wish, like for Oprah, the show. Oprah, what would Oprah, it darling. be? Let's talk. I'd love to see Rhonda on on. I, I'd love to see it on TV. I'd love to see it, and when I when I say TV, mm-hmm. any platform. I mean cable, network TV, you know, uh, on demand. Netflix, you know, I see, actually, I see Rhonda, Rhonda may be, Rhonda may be a little edgy for TV, network TV, a cable, Netflix, <laughs> maybe, maybe a TBS, yeah, like yeah, at I 10 would, o'clock. I, mean, I, yeah, I would love for Rhonda <laughs> to have a life on, you know, uh, uh, to get major distribution, um, you know, and, you know, medical shows are pretty popular. You know, every season there seems to be one or two mm-hmm. new medical shows that come out. Um, a lot of them, we the, the ones that we do see are dramas. Um, our Mindy Project and Scrubs, you know, were yeah. the two that had that, that were comedy. Um, uh, the more recent ones that I can think of. But most of them like Chicago MD and Grey's Anatomy, of course, and private practice and now there's the good doctor on abc and most of them are are dramas mm-hmm. um this is you know i want to bring this african-american female strong character let's bring her to tv let's put her up let's let's get her out there I think getting the web series onto TV could be a great next step. So I don't think it's far off. I think Rhonda could make it on a Netflix or, or TBS at 10 o'clock. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking I was, well, as I was writing it, I was like, you know, the last time we saw an African-American doctor as the lead 
in a comedy series or any series for that matter was Cosby show. Oh, wow. I'm like, that was in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, and we've played nurses and even Jada Pinkett Smith had Hawthorne are, you know, she was a nurse in that. Uh, yeah. But to see a doctor and not only to see a doctor in this lead role, but you like, she comes from doctors. She's not the first in her family. That's yeah. the thing that makes it so the generational like, thing. Yeah. Right. It's inspiring to me. And I want people to know, like, look, you know, um, you can, you, you can do this, follow your dreams. You want to go into medicine, go into medicine. You don't, you know, there are plenty, I know plenty of, of, of black female doctors and PAs and, you know, they're great nurse practitioners. They're great. And, you know, I remember the incident on, um, Delta airlines where, um, oh yeah, they dragged the guy. Yeah. And, and well, no, there was oh. uh, the one where they had had an emergency on board. Oh, and, and the black female doctor. Yes, right. yes, yes. And she stepped up and she's like, I'm a doctor. And they didn't believe her. They didn't believe her. Yeah. And you have, you know, if you're living in an area in a community where most people are not black and most of your doctors are white and you're looking, watching TV and most of the doctors you see on TV are white, you know, you're going to think there's no black doctors as crazy as that sounds. To us, there's a lot of people that are like, "Mm, I've never seen any black doctors. They don't exist. And so perfect example was what happened when this black woman stood up and said, I'm a doctor. Because if a white woman had stood up, you know, come save his life, come save his life. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so um, that's why it's so important that we continue to bring our um, stories to media and share our stories on media because... I mean, we're, there's such richness and diversity, um, in our communities and we need to show the whole, like, you know, everything, not just us, you know, in in dire straits and, you know, having to prostitute ourselves to feed our kid. Like, come on, like, you know, there's attorneys. That's why I love Shonda Rhimes is like my idol. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. Shonda Rhimes is like my idol. Like, you know how many strong black women she's putting out there? And I'm she like, that's is. it's awesome to see that. I'm like, we need more of that, you know? And like representation matters. It, it absolutely does. And there's room for all of us. That's the thing. Like there's enough room for all of us. There's no one ever says, oh, um, well, you want a white guy to play a doctor? Um, no, nah, we've seen that too much. That's, you know, <laughs> that, that it's oversaturated. That's true. That part, yeah. you know, like, no. But when it comes to us, it's like, oh, well, we already have that one <laughs> like check the box go check to the, the next box. one <laughs> you got that one the quota's filled but no let's you know just you know i would love for people for her to have a wider wider distribution more people to see this and and so i kind of wanted to talk about the theme song a bit oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i love the little saying where it's like not where you want to be but it's where you need to be yes Oh, I love that so much. You know how, like, I don't know if you listen to the Oprah's podcast, but she's like, that was her aha moment. And I just thought that was, like, such a good, like, a good part to put in the song because so many people are always looking ahead of where they want to go or why they are where they used to be. But it's like, you are where you need to be. Right. Exactly. How did you write the theme song? I wrote the theme song. I I sang the theme song. I wrote the theme song. Oh, that's right. There's that R&B group (laughs) talent coming in. I mean, and it was crazy because like I said, we were on a limited um, schedule and I had the flu the, 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 the day that we had to record 
the theme song. I was just coming off of the flu. I had the flu for five days. So I hadn't been to work for like two days. And um, Terrence Dudley, who did the music for us, it was awesome. He's like, okay, you ready to record the theme song? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, we got to do it now. Like, we got to go. And I'm like, okay. You know? But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are caught up with um, what they, what their vision is. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily always the best thing for you. And so you have to trust, like, I'm very spiritual. And it's for me, it's like, well, you have to trust that there's a path laid out for you. And once you start on that path, um, it's going to seem really easy for you. It's going to, you know, there, of course, you'll have some obstacles here and there, but it's not like you're going to be fighting every day um, against the powers that be to get there. Once you follow that path, you know, you have to trust that you know, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be, whatever, you know, like whoever, you know? <laughs> um, so that's something that we have to really look at and, and deal with as a community. So, I mean, that's I another agree. theme that I wanted to put in there too. Like she's trying to run away from this and I'm like, no, this is really, you know, you're needed here and, and, and you're going to show these people, you know, how great you are, you know? Yeah, so, so that's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, it's deep. Um, <laughs> it, it is deep because I know even personally, I try my hardest to find black female doctors. Yeah. Um, and if not, then I'll try to go branch out women of color right. uh, before I'll go to a white doctor. Right. And once you get into some of those special, like really specialized um, fields, yeah. It's a little harder and harder, but yeah. I, I try. Yeah, no, it is, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's something, hopefully, we get Rhonda out there, and these, you know, kids will see <laughs> that, hey, right. maybe they'll, they'll become a doctor, or maybe they'll, you know, you know, become a PA or nurse practitioner. And, you know, I mean, that's the goal. Like, they, you have to expose um, the younger generation to you know the different opportunities that are opportunities yeah and um you know i do it through work you know i'm constantly encouraging my patients to um you know look at different opportunities and you know i ask them their hobbies oh i love playing video games i'm a gamer and i'm like you ever thought about video game design None of them yeah. do. None of them do. No one thinks about that as in a career. No. And I'm it's like, yeah. so many things out there that as I got an adult, I'm like, oh my God, why didn't, why didn't anyone push that career? Exactly. Cause you're not exposed to it. So, it, I mean, it's important. So hopefully we get Rhonda out there and, and, and the more people that see it, you know, the more, um, the more, um, of a positive impact we can make in our community. And so that would be yeah. awesome. You know, that would be, that's really, that, that would be my dream. You know, that's, the that's dream. a dream. And, and so are you already working on season two? Well, I know season one just came yeah. out, but. <laughs> yes, yes. So people have been asking about season two. They want to know, like you said, you're left with a lot of questions, like what's going on? What's going to happen? And so, um, yeah, I've already got the cast is, you know, they're on board. Um, which is awesome because I loved our cast. Our Jawanda Durham was excellent. Entire cast was great. Um, their chemistry was so wonderful. So um, I've already put feelers out there like, hey, you guys are available for a second season. So 
Uh, yeah. And so, um, yeah, we plan on working on a second season. I haven't started writing the scripts yet. Um, so, uh, we've been going back and forth. Um, and I'm very open to input from, from, from the cast. And so they've been sharing their, their input, um, with me. And so, um, soon I'll start writing the second season and, um, hopefully we could get that to you guys by, um, the fall of next year. Great. So can you tell everyone where they can find uh, the series and uh, you personally on the internet? So the series is on YouTube right now. Um, The, the um, URL is, uh, it's www.youtube.com forward slash Rhonda Mitchell MD, the series. Um, And we are on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Rhonda MD series and uh, my personal Instagram and Facebook um, on Instagram. I'm C Pierre outlaw and Facebook, uh, Carolyn Pierre outlaw. And, um, you know, you can feel free, reach out, leave any comments, subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, watch yes. the episodes, feel free to comment. I love the, getting the feedback, um, from you guys. So yeah, feel free to comment and share. And, you know, let's try to spread the word, you know, and um, let's let's get yes. this black doctor out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I will put links to all of that information in the show notes. So you can just click there. You can cl- click to subscribe to the show yes. and follow it on all the social media properties. Yes, so. yes, please. Well, Carolyn, this was great. Thank you for coming on the Booney Breakdown. Oh, thank you for having me. This is awesome. We had such a nice yeah. chat. <laughs> I, it was. It was good. So, so thanks again. Oh, no worries. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Everyone watch Rhonda Mitchell, MD. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. I want to thank our guest, Carolyn, and be sure to watch uh, Rhonda Mitchell, MD, the web series. I'll have all the links in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. After this episode, there are only four episodes left in the season. That's right, four. So get ready for those. Be sure to share the episode, and I'll reshare those who share it with their friends. So that's it for me. Until next time.